There are so many notifications, it's not even funny. Mm. So then I unplug my phone, and the battery is nearly dead. Oh, my gosh. My phone had been vibrating oh, no. nonstop. Wow. And, I mean, I didn't hear it, yeah. so I mean, whatever. So then I look, and I open it up, and I was like, what is going on? 17 million views. Oh, 17? <laughs> it was... Oh, my God. It was crazy. Overnight. Overnight. And I've I was like, never. oh, oh, okay. Um, well, that must have put you to like a hundred. I got hundreds of thousands. I could oh refresh it and you could see the numbers just tick over. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't by a couple. It was by a couple hundred thousand. In 1837, Horace Mann created the education system, a system at the time designed to pump out factory workers and professors. The same system that is still being used today in the 21st century. Now, man's system is backfiring. We are being molded by the same industrial system that has existed for close to 200 years. That system delivers us into a digital economy that has no need of our outdated skills. This isn't our teacher's fault. This isn't the government's fault. This is due to a rapidly changing world full of technology and unforeseen circumstances. And us Gen Zs are caught in the middle. Welcome to the Driven Young Podcast, the podcast for stressed, overwhelmed young Australians, teaching you practical life skills you can implement now to set yourself up in life. And now your host, Byron Dempsey. Welcome back to the Driven Young Podcast, and today I'm joined by world-famous chiropractor, Dr. Cody. Dr. Cody is one of the most viewed and well-known chiropractors in the world. Through his videos shared on social media, he is able to show his profession and love for helping others to the world and has gained over 3 million followers. Another way he helps to further share his way of life is through his merchandise, Stand Tall. Stand Tall for good posture and overall spinal health. Stand Tall to help exude power and confidence in everything you do. In this conversation, I talked to him about how and why he became a chiropractor, why he loves what he does, how he got started on TikTok, and how he grew to over 50 million views across his first three videos, his advice to young people living in Australia, and of course, much, much more. As per usual, please DM me if you enjoy this podcast. I will send you back an audio message in response. I love receiving your messages. They mean the world to me. Please consider leaving a rating or review on Apple or Spotify podcasts. That would also mean the world to me. And make sure you subscribe. And of course, the links to everything you need are in the master link below. Now, over to Cody. Cody, <laughs> welcome so much to the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Pleasure to have you. We reached, uh, we connected through Sam Fricker, who was a recent episode yep. on the podcast, an awesome guy. Um, so you're a chiropractor who's managed to build quite a following on TikTok and now mm. you're entering into the business space. I kind of specifically just avoided asking you too many questions off camera because I want to get <laughs> yeah. them fresh on here. Um, but before we get into it, I asked every guest one question at the beginning and that is what did you do after high school and what was that kind of decision-making process like for you? Right after high school, yeah. I went right to university. Like for me, there was no question about it. Um, for chiropractic? Yeah, so, well, actually, no. Okay. <laughs> so, originally I was going to university. I went to the University of Minnesota in Duluth, and my undergrad was biochemistry with pre-pharmacy as kind of the initial idea of what I was going to be going into mm-hmm. was pharmacy. So, did a lot of the prerequisites, did that for three years, worked at a, a nursing service pharmacy in Duluth, loved it, was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't really want to do that my entire rest of my career in my life. Mm. And then um, I decided to do an early admission into chiropractic school, got in, moved down to Minneapolis, and then started chiropractic school, and then finished that up. 
Wow. So this is interesting yeah. because you have, I ask this question a lot and the amount of people who say, oh, I went straight into university, then I switched or I dropped out or then I went to travel and something. You've had a very linear pathway and it's worked out very mm. well for you. Yeah. Um, what was the reason to go into chiropractic? Was it just something that fascinated you? Well, I mean, ultimately, when I was thinking about pharmacy, I was already veering in the direction of, ooh, I could do more like natural pharmacy right, right, and right. like mixing up potions and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Harry Potter style kind of thing. Um, so I was already kind of going towards the more natural, I guess, form. Um, but then I was just like, well, I still want to really help people. I still love healthcare. I still want to go down into that path. But I just don't really want to be a pharmacist. I don't. I, I like more people interaction. I I feed off of that. So then, I and I don't even remember who it was, but they had kind of said, "Well, why don't you just why don't you go into chiropractic?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I've been to a chiropractor before when I was younger." Yeah, cool. Okay. Mm. And it just kind of presented itself, and I took the opportunity and applied, got in, and I was like, "Oh, I guess this is this is what I'm doing." Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And so I guess for you, it was relatively straightforward, not straightforward, but I guess more straightforward than most of my guests, let's say. <laughs> okay. more pe- people more have a, you know, that was like a very, you got in, you did your degree, now you're working in that career. Yeah. Which is amazing to see. And so, because a lot of people don't follow that pathway anymore. They'll, they'll, they'll yeah. study something, they're not too sure. Someone might say, you should go into this and I'll do it for the wrong reasons, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so I just love unpacking the, I guess, what was going on in your head. But it sounds like mm. you just were interested in it. You gave it a shot and it worked out. Yeah. And I mean, if it, if I didn't like it, at some stage, I would have just been like, okay, now on. what else do I do? Yeah. And I think it's important to be open to ideas. Like it wasn't like I was so narrowly focused that that's all I wanted to do. Mm. It just so happened that it, just worked out. Yeah. And so what are you doing now? Yeah. So now I have my own practice here in Sydney. Um, and I've had that practice for quite a while now. I've been in Sydney for 13 years. Um, I started working for a, a, a chiropractor when I first moved to Australia. Mm-hmm. And then I ventured out on my own, bought an existing practice. And then I've expanded. And now I've got another chiropractor at the clinic. I've got... A psychologist, a massage therapist, acupuncturist, oh, really? podiatrist, cosmetic injectors. So yeah, so I really expanded the brand and that's kind of where I'm at now. So you're like a, a whole service. Yeah. One-stop shop. Amazing. Ultimately what in my mind is what I've always wanted to create and now it's it's happening. And so do you have, this is probably a bit specific to this question, not too relevant to the podcast, but I'm just curious, do you have people come and just do multiple services? Is that how it works? Absolutely. They trust you and they go, you know what? I trust you. I had a good experience at the chiropractor. I'll go use your psychologist or whatever. Of course. And, and I think most people as well, anyone that I get to work at combined clinics, Australia with me, I want to make sure that they're really good, Mm. that they kind of have a certain level. And listen, some people have, some practitioners have already come and gone but it's really important to get that team that you all gel with and there's mutual respect. I think that that's another big thing is is if I'm going to tell one of my patients to go see the massage therapist or the psychologist or mm. the cosmetic injector or the podiatrist or whoever or even the other chiropractor that I'm that I'm able to stand by that and then say I trust them, I respect them, therefore you're in good hands. Which let me just say, isn't that hard to do? Yes. Those people are hard to find. Yeah. Like it, oh, it's, it's taken me, well, I don't want to say 13 years, but it's yeah. taken me a long time to get to this point. Mm. Yeah. 
I find those people because I'm the same. Like if I recommend someone, it, I'm only going to recommend you if I genuinely trust you. I think you're going to – because you're essentially representing me. Absolutely. Just like the, they're representing you. Yeah, and I've built my brand and my clinic to stand for something. Mm. And all it takes is one – all it takes is one fuckwit to fuck it up. It's true. No, it is true. <laughs> Especially yeah. with the following you've got. Yeah. Like people will jump on that. For sure. And I mean, we'll, we'll definitely talk about TikTok um, going into that. But I am just curious because something I'm very passionate about when it comes to educating young people is on communication skills. Mm. And I would love to know as someone who's a chiropractor, as you work with people in all these different industries, which chances are there's a lot of listeners who want to go into one of these industries. Mm. How important do you find communication skills is? Absolutely at the top. Yeah. And... You know, I was very fortunate enough to grow up in a very small rural community where there was multiple different ages. Mm. And, you know, I would I would communicate with old people. I would communicate with young people. I would communicate with everyone. And that was really important to have that sense of community, but um, being integrated into that and and... And again, kind of, it goes back to just having respect for them and saying hi and a conversation and seeing, you know, my parents. And we would just, you know, if we went for a walk or a bike ride or even just a drive around town, all of a sudden you'd see someone outside, you'd pull the car over, you'd mm. stop or take the bikes over and sit there and have a chat with them. I mean, mm. we just don't do that. I mean, who does that now? I think the world's have changed. I mean, <laughs> how long ago is this? Like 20 years? Not oh, even yeah, that 20 years. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ten years, probably a lot longer than that, but uh, yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, it wasn't that long in the big scheme of things. Yeah, how much the world has changed in that period? Sure. Because I actually grew up in a small country town in New Zealand. Okay. It's a similar thing. Everyone yeah. knows each other. Yep. It's a small country. It's, it's no danger at all. Yep. You leave your house unlocked. You leave oh, all like, the time. No one cares. Nothing's yep. going to happen. Uh, and if it does happen, someone knows who did it. Probably. Oh, your neighbors have been watching your house <laughs> like a hawk, and yeah. they would have been like, "Oh, I saw such and such yeah, come yeah. over and do that." Yeah, for sure. And so I think you're right. That does help with your communication skills as Absolutely. a child, because we know that the developing like zero to seven, a huge part of who you are is developed. Yeah. And I think in the world of COVID and the online world, our communication skills have never been worse, especially for young people. Probably true. And so something I like to say whenever, because I get a lot of people saying, oh, "I'm going into psychology," or some one of the pathways that you work with, and I go, "That's great." Have you considered your communication skills? How mm. important they are when you're, not just when you're working with clients, but to get the job. You mentioned yep. you want to have a team that is like cohesive. You want to have a team if they can all communicate effectively and work together. That's a very mm. valu- valuable skill outside of their niche, for sure. Special specialty. Absolutely. Every, every career, every everything that you do is around communication. Mm. So if you can't communicate effectively. Uh, you're already behind the eight ball. You're you're going to need to figure out a way to make it happen. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and I just wanted to bring that up because I thought you might have some, some opinions yeah. on that. But I mean, I'm glad to see you agree because it's, yeah. it's crucial. My mum works as an occupational therapist. Okay. Her biggest struggle is finding a good quality team. Mm. Not that they're not qualified. They're all qualified. They're sure. all talented OTs. Some of them just have no communication skills. Yep. And it's like, I can't... If you're going out to clients and you're going into their home and you're assessing mm. in their bathroom and everything, you need to be able to communicate well. Yeah. And sure. so she's got a great team now, but she's always talking, you know, when I'm yep. over, just like, how do I find a good quality team, a good quality team? Yep. Which is crazy considering mm. unemployment is quite high right now. Mm. And it's, I think it's also when you do have that team, you have to keep nurturing it. Mm. You have to keep communicating with each other. And when you're all communicating and talking and and that's when great ideas are built. This is when mutual respect is built. You know, it, it starts from the ground up. And, and really, as the owner of the business, 
everyone's looking at me. Mm. So I need to make sure that I'm creating that platform for everyone that works there or is a part of it to to communicate effectively, to talk with each other, to build that respect for each other, and to create really like a family, like a family unit. For sure, sure. absolutely. Um, But moving on, obviously I do want to get to TikTok and stuff. Yep. But I did have a question. I think I've just forgotten it actually. It was... I had a good question. It'll come back to me. <laughs> yeah. For you, oh no, that was it. I asked you before off camera. And I figured yep. I'd ask you again. As the listeners will have just discovered, you're very much into business as well. Yes. You're a chiropractor, but you're also running a whole team as well as doing chiropractic. Would you say you're a chiropractor first or a businessman first? It's interesting, right? Because when we discussed this, I've never really thought about it. Mm. Um, I guess chronologically, I'm a chiropractor first because that's what I did. Yeah. But by default... I'm also an entrepreneur. I'm a business owner. I'm, I'm all of those things. And when you're running a small business, you have to wear all of those hats. Yeah. I never thought in a billion years that I would be a marketer mm. or an advertiser or to even, have to, yeah. Yeah, to even have to think about doing those things. But here I am, um, and I've been open to it. So, yeah, I mean, you can have a, a title – for what you do, but usually there's a lot of other aspects to it. Mm, absolutely. And I can totally relate wearing the hats as a business owner. Like you've got to be everything. Yep. You've got to do your own accounting. Yep. Especially in the early days. Well, be, I have an account. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm not doing the accounting. No, no, but in early days, like I have an account, but you're still like bookkeeping, you're still invoicing people, you're doing sure. admin work, you're doing you're doing yep. the work, the chiropractic, everything. Yeah. Um, and it's good because you learn a lot. It, it is really important. And even having jobs when I was a kid, um, even, you know, before high school and then, you know, mowing lawns and helping my uncle at his, at the grocery store yeah. and doing all those kind of things and helping around the house or, you know, maybe even a church lady would come to me and be like, oh, can you help me with this? Okay, sure. Like, why not? I mean, I also liked money and I still do like money. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the, one of the trade-offs for it. However, you know, then, you know, I had a high school job and I had a job all the way through university and each of those jobs, even though they weren't as a chiropractor, you know, as a bartender, mm. um, as a musical instrument repair technician, right. as a lawnmower, all of those things help to shape the work ethic that I have now. Mm. It's and so, it's, and so it's true. important. It's so true. And that's where like people who are born into a bit more wealth, you know, you could argue that once of a disadvantage because they just don't have to do any of that. And that hurts them. Short term, it's great. But long term, yeah. it impacts them. Yeah, and I mean, it's everyone's different, right? Yeah. Every every family is different. So, I mean, it's you, there's people that you know probably grew up in my similar shoes that probably don't have a great work ethic, mm. but there's also ones that have a really great work ethic. And we, but I mean, that, that comes down to the individual, I think, Absolutely. rather than, um, yeah, other than like the whole picture. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so moving on to TikTok, because I mean, obviously, yep. so you've got over two million followers on TikTok now, don't you? Yeah, currently I'm sitting at about 2.9 million. Yeah, it's almost 3 million. Congratulations, first of all. <laughs> Thanks. Like, I haven't had too many, let's, not that I want to call you a TikToker, but someone who puts that content on the platform. But when I do, they all have an agenda beyond just being famous. You know, like Sam is an Olympian who uses it to grow his brand. Yep. I had Olan on who's growing his brand as a sports profile. I use it yep. to provide, edu- provide education. You use it sure. to promote your business. Yep. And I think that's the best way to kind of do it outside of just growing your ego almost and doing... yeah. But it's a lot harder. And so I'd love to know what the journey was like for you. When did you get on the platform? 
was it embarrassing to get on the platform? Like, were people like questioning, like, what are you doing? You're a professional. Well, so I was already doing a little bit on on Instagram prior to that. So I'd already started to post some videos on there. Uh, so my following on Instagram had it was growing. Mm. It wasn't to the level that TikTok is, but um, I had. Two patients come in, um, Joel Bushby and Steph Jade. Uh, they're quite well known in the fitness industry. They're up in the Gold Coast, but he's known as the Natural Transformer. They're amazing, super energetic. They're on to all the social media platforms. They're they're killing it, right? Mm-hmm. And so they came to see me in September 2019, and they were like, "Cody, you have to go on TikTok." Yeah. And and I had just vaguely kind of heard about it but really what i thought it was was just a bunch of people Dancing. doing dances yep. to music <laughs> this, is what every, this is what everyone says right yeah. and um they were like no this is perfect it's short little video clips which you're already doing anyway and they said ultimately all you have to do is just put that on there and and they're like we haven't seen another chiropractor on there like we've looked and we haven't seen anyone mm. and you're just gonna kill it you're gonna explode you're gonna and i was like oh it's just another thing to it's do just another thing right and i didn't I didn't want to have to create any extra work for myself. Mm. So the fact that I was already kind of doing the videos and I could just reuse some of that material or in essence create new material, but it was quite straightforward and quite short and succinct and concise and Mm. all these things. And I was like, okay, fine. But I made them help me set it up. (laughs) So I was like, okay, so here's the sign up for it. And then, so I put in the same handle that I did with Instagram. So Instead of trying to confuse people, because Dr. Cody, just D-R-C-O-D-Y, was available on TikTok at the time. But but I did not take it because it wasn't available on Instagram. Yes. And my handle is Dr. Cody underscore DC, which stands for Doctor of Chiropractic, not Washington DC or something yeah, like yeah. that. So that's what it stood for. And I was like, well, I'll just do the same, right? That makes sense. There's no confusion with who Dr. Cody actually is, is this one or this one. So anyway... Did that, set it up, and then Joel was like, I want to be the first one. So I was like, oh, okay, Joel. And then he goes, ooh, can I do it with my shirt off? And I was like, is this like OnlyFans? Yeah, is that, yeah, is yeah. that what TikTok <laughs> is? I was like, it's just a, like a young OnlyFans. This is, I'm not doing that. Like, kudos to whoever wants to, but it's just not, it's just not for me. It's not my thing. He goes, no, 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 no. I just want to do it with my shirt yeah. off. I was like, okay, take your shirt off then. So I adjusted him, and it was great. Put it on there, and at the time, just posted it. Didn't think anything of it. I mean, it's the first time posting to a platform. Mm. I don't know anyone on there. I have no friends on there. I started following Steph uh, and Joel. This is so, 2019, right? 2019. I, I got to set a scene. Like, if, if you can't remember, very early days of TikTok. TikTok really blew up a few months later because that's when I got it. Six months yeah. later, I was about six months behind you during COVID. Yeah, it okay. just went, yeah, but at 2019, it was just purely trends. It was really wholesome. It was a great place to be on. It was. It's a bit more toxic now. It was a beautiful place to be yep. on, but it was not what it is today. It was very much just very true. Brain dead, funny, cute content, skits and stuff. Yeah, and and then so I put on there that I would have notifications available, mm. which was probably my biggest mistake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I posted. It was in the evening, and then got home, and then like every night. All I did was just, I plugged my phone. And I started getting a few notifications like, oh, TikTok notification. Oh, someone's liked the video. Oh, okay, cool. Whatever. So I plugged my phone in and I can sleep through anything. Yeah. I can sleep. I've slept through a tornado before. Wow. Like I've slept, I can sleep through anything. So I put my phone down, plugged it in, went to bed. Woke up in the morning and my phone is sitting there 
vibrating. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on with this thing? I open it. There are so many notifications, it's not even funny. Mm. So then I unplug my phone, and the battery is nearly dead. Oh, my gosh. My phone had been vibrating all night. Nonstop. Wow. And I mean, I didn't hear it. Yeah. So I'm whatever. So then I look and I open it up and I was like, what is going on? 17 million views. Oh, 17. <laughs> it was. Oh, my God. It was crazy. Overnight. Overnight. And I've I was like, never. Oh, oh, okay. Um, well, that must have put you to like a hundred. I got hundreds of thousands. I could refresh it and you could see the numbers just tick over. And it wasn't by a couple. It was by a couple hundred thousand. It was by thousands it would refresh. Wow. And I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? What video is this? Like number... Jolt, the first one. The first video. First video. Oh my God. So then I was like, ooh, let's... I was like, oh, maybe there's something to this. Okay, so let me post one with Steph now. Because Steph's a beautiful girl. Right. Blonde bombshell. She's gorgeous. Yeah. And I was like, maybe it's just because they think that he's hot. Mm. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll put a female on there and see what kind of response I can get. Put her up there. Left to be, right? And again, then, the notifi- so I turned notifications off. Yeah, of course. Of <laughs> I was course. like, I can't keep up with this. And I didn't, I didn't respond to anyone's messages on there. I didn't respond to their comments. I didn't, mm. I didn't, I didn't do that because I, I, I literally just could not keep up. So then I posted Steph. And I posted just a 15-second video of her getting cracked and mm. her reaction, which was which is great. Yeah. And now I think that there's probably, I, I don't know, 20, 25 million, 27 million v- views. Yeah. Holy a shit. A lot. On your a first lot, few a videos. Lot. First videos. Do you know what's funny? I've said this a lot. I see one of the worst things that could happen to you is to go viral on your first video. <laughs> now, look, you're an adult. I expect it. You're an adult. <laughs> you have the maturity. But for kids... It's for sure. horrendous. And especially because you're like, it's not you. So it's like, oh my God, what's going on? But if it's you post a video and everyone's saying how amazing you are and then you get used to that feeling yeah. of compliments and everything. Sure. And for me, I, like, I was only really putting it out there to further showcase chiropractic care. Yes. To showcase what we do as chiropractors mm. and to show that it can be safe and effective, but yet it feels good. Yeah. Like I was showing their reaction afterward as well and people weren't, Oh, that's oh, yeah, that hurts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's worse and stuff. They're like they're laughing and they're smiling and having a good time. I'm like, wow, that feels really good. Mm. So that's all I wanted to showcase. That's mm. all I wanted to do was was help the profession. Yeah, it's it's to also a networking opportunity or I suppose a marketing opportunity to yeah. get business to come into the clinic to see me. But I never expected that. Mm. So yeah, so you Steph's, had business anyway. It's not like you were relying on this. It correct. Was just, and yeah. I will point out, you were doing Instagram. For a while before you did TikTok. Yes. I was sitting at about 50,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. So it wasn't like, I mean, that's that's a lot. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, but yeah, then Steph's video went viral. And then I posted another one of me just, I'm like, maybe it's the adjustment. Maybe maybe I'll, I'll switch it up and, and show a different adjustment mm. where the patient's lying face down and then you, you can't see who he is. Mm. So then I adjusted a couple ribs, posted that up. 25 million views again. And oh I'm like, what God. is going on? And I was like, okay. I've never heard of these So then I just, I just kept going. Holy and it was crap. millions and millions. And that's, I think, because I was probably one of the first people, certainly the first chiropractor probably on the platform. Yeah. And I used to think that everyone's seen a chiropractor. I haven't. I well, want that, to. I that's, just, that's, not that I need to. It just it's looks, soon what I realized. It is, looks, I mean, you, your whole account's basically on satisfying, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, ASMR. Yeah, literally. It's like yep. satisfying cracks. Yeah. And, and the reaction is satisfying as well. He's seeing sure. them go, ooh. Yeah. So uh, 
I guess I learned very quickly that there are a lot of people in the world that have never seen a chiropractor. They've never even heard of chiropractic. Mm. They don't even have chiropractors in their country. Wow. So I soon realized that that was something to also showcase to them to be like, you don't have to keep suffering. You don't, like there is a solution to what you have, what you're dealing with, what you've been dealing with, or what a loved one is dealing with, or whatever the case is. You know, I never stand up there and say chiropractic is the solution to every single one of your ailments. That's not the case. There's a time and a place for everything. But I was book Sapiens. Sorry to interrupt. No, have you? I highly recommend it. It's a it's a book that's a brief history on mankind from like as far back as we know, taking you through. But and he talks a lot about you know um, we humans weren't meant to do the sort of stuff we're doing now. Our bodies haven't adapted. For sure. And so he's he talking about how like farming, like that labor mm. on your body and mm. all these pains we have, that's because yep. we, our bodies haven't adapted for that. We yeah. used to just be hunter-gatherers. Yep. We used to just not, you know, just kind of, we had other problems, but yep. our bodies haven't adapted fast enough, which yep. is why so many people have a bad back or sore necks or yeah, okay. t- tight shoulders and stuff. And obviously yeah. he says it much better, but it was an interesting Sapiens. point. Okay. It is interesting. You're, you're right. And I mean, our bodies are constantly in a state of adaptation. We are mm. constantly adapting to the pressure that we place on our body the yes. most. So, yeah, it's probably along those similar. Mm. Maybe, maybe I'll write my own version of the book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but continue what you're saying. Uh, but no, like it's just, um, it, it was really quite amazing then to showcase and realize that there's a lot of people out there that have never seen it. So, I mean, to... To be able to showcase it and and to be in essence a spokesperson a spokesperson for chiropractic is uh, quite humbling. Mm. Um, but I feel like it's my duty as a chiropractor to also expand the profession. To you know, like now I get heaps of messages from people around the world being like, oh, "I saw a chiropractor for the first time. It was amazing," yeah, yeah. and I'm like, "Oh, that's wonderful." And I've even had some say. You know, I I want to become a chiropractor now, say, well. and that's real. Like that's so amazing. Mm. Um, and and you know, I'm quite humbled that I get to that I'm I, I played a part in that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm the same. Like I get other people reach out to me. Like, oh, I've, I screenshot them all, and I like I print them out and I kind of look at them because that's like for me that's why I do it. The messages. Yeah, and I've had people say, you know, I. I just, Switch my degree because of you. I just I dropped this. I dropped this. Now I'm pursuing something I actually love because of what yeah. I was doing a podcast. And I'm like, what better feeling is there? Mm. It's like there's nothing in my. It's like oh my god, you just you've changed your entire life based off some a yep. podcast or something I've said. And now you're happy. Like I'm happier. I had a 13 year old girl. I shared on my story. I think she must be the, my youngest listener. Yeah, a 13 year old girl who sent me this big message about how I've, I've been feeling down lately. But your podcast has made me realize all these things. And I'm like, oh my god, you're 13. Imagine yeah. what you're going to be when you're 25. When you're 22. And I mean, at that age, like even when I was 13, my world was very small Mm. and the world is a massive place out there filled with a lot of great opportunities. Um, And, and I think too many times younger people, especially like all your listeners out there, you know, you get caught up in all the stuff that's happening in your inner circle. But just realize that the entire world is not as bad as it may seem at the time. Mm. And I think it's really important to just stop sometimes and just enjoy what's taking place right now and know that the best is still yet to come. And I like 
I'm 38. The best is still yet to come probably for me. Yeah. And it's been quite a fun, amazing journey thus far. But, you know, I sound like probably my parents would have probably said this when they were my age. But but honestly, it, it does keep getting better. And it's really, it's it's odd for me to say that because, you know, is there ever a pinnacle? Is there constantly something I'm trying to reach right. and, and achieve? But I'm achieving it every single day. And those little achievements make such a big difference in the long run. There's, there's that quote and it's like how you live your day is how you live your life. Mm, there's so many sure. people are like just like living days that they don't enjoy because they're waiting for that thing that's to yeah. come. And it, that's such an amazing point, especially for younger people because I feel like the narrative that we see is, you know, YOLO. Enjoy it while you're young. Enjoy yeah. oh, the good old days. This is what the yeah. older generations tell you. Enjoy it while you're young. It's only, it's only going to last for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And there's a generation that just had almost my whole early 20s wiped out from COVID, which is when you're supposed to be partying and doing all this stuff. And I haven't done it. I haven't traveled as much as I, I haven't done a, a lot of the young stuff I wanted to do. And I know people are just selling straight into jobs. They're becoming managers. Yep. That, and it's like, we've missed out on that opportunity. Mm. I feel like hearing this message that it does get better is really important. Of course it does. Yeah. And I mean, sure. I mean, I didn't really do, like I was so focused on school. That's what I wanted to do when I was younger. And that's, that's what I did. Mm. Um, and I met some amazing people along the way that I'm still friends with. Um, but I think as well is now I get to kind of reap the rewards of that. Yes. And now when I travel, I mean, I still love traveling and I still loved it when I was younger, mm. but now when I travel, I stay in a little nicer place. Yes, yes. I, it comes with, yeah, sure. I might be paying a little bit more for it, but I'm, I'm enjoying the fruits of my labor a little bit more or I'm e- eating at really nice restaurants or whatever the case is. Delayed gratification. Yeah. Which, again, is an important message. Yeah. It's like you've got to, and you've done that because you've delayed gratification. You put in the work earlier. And, yeah. And there's definitely ways. That I think I believe in the world that we live in now, you can do both. I think Absolutely. you set yourself up for the future, but still enjoy it while you're young. Absolutely. If you know Gary Vee, like he, he talks yeah. a lot about how from like 20 to 30, all I did was work. Yeah. And there's that question people, I've seen him be asked it a few times, like, what would you say to your younger self? And he always says, have some more fun. Like, don't be such a wound up workaholic. Like, take a few weekends off here and there. And that's the hustle king himself saying that. Yeah, and exactly. So I think in, in the modern world, you can work really hard, but also balance it because of the internet mm. and stuff like yeah. that provides us. I think, which is very exciting, which is stuff that, I mean, you might not have, I mean, you couldn't have never done this back, what, 20, 25 years ago when you were studying. Nope. It's just chiropractic. And it's just a yeah. wage. And yeah. now there's opportunities outside. Now you've got a team, you've got businesses, you've got a yeah. whole revenue coming in from the business. You've got yeah. TikTok coming in, all this different stuff. Yeah. And I mean, that's just kind of the, what's the path that this has gone down and, and developed into it. Uh, you know, all it takes is one, one change somewhere along the way. And then also, no, you're going down a different path and it would have developed differently. And I mean, would have I have had the same practice as I do now? Well, probably not. It would look very different. The people surrounding me would be a little bit different. There's, there's all these other aspects, but you just, you can't look back all the time though and go, Oh, if only I would have done that. Oh, if I, ultimately the flaw in Gary V's, ideas around that is you know have a little bit more fun but he probably wouldn't be where he's at if he didn't work his ass off when he was in his 20s and, and that's 30s. why he says just take one or two weekends off whereas yeah. most people are partying. don't go crazy yeah yeah it's balance <laughs> isn't it it's a yin yeah. and yang and i mean i'm still working six days a week in yeah. clinic 
Yeah. And then even on those other days, well, the other day that I'm off, yeah. I still think about business and I still think about those things. So and it's not like I don't, sh- it doesn't mean just because you're taking a day off, you have to shut, shut off. Mm. You can still do, but just do other things, you know, do like I'm, I'm also just starting to, I'll be starting up taking flying lessons again. So I want to become, well, I want to become a pilot, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just like a, a, a private pilot's license. Yes. Which are, it's not as difficult as I thought to get, is it? Like, well, no, it's not. You can get it relatively quickly, considering it takes yeah, 20 years to be like 40 an airline. To f- 40 to 50 hours? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. still a bit of work, but considering a, bit of work a pilot is a 20-year license, mm. you can do it in you know one or two years. And obviously, yeah. you're just flying small planes. But how cool yeah. is that? It's amazing. I love it. I want to do it. It's yeah. on my bucket list for sure. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I'll sign you up as well. Speaking of, um, that's, that's oh, there was, I had a question before. I didn't want to interrupt, but I, I was going to ask you've, first of all, does TikTok generate business for you? I assume it does surely. For sure. Yeah. At, at this point, it generates a lot of business for you. Yep. Who have you got to meet through TikTok? Like who are some of the biggest, most incredible people you've got to meet? Have you had celebrities come in? Have you had... Because obviously oh. you started with two influencers. So I'd love to know some of the interesting people you've met because of what you've been able to grow on TikTok. Yeah, I mean, I don't really go out there and seek famous... Followers, pe- people with followers. People. Yeah, yeah, that's not... What you see in my videos are all just normal patients, right? Mm. Like Sam, an Olympian. Mm. I mean, there's people, I mean, sure, I've had maybe professional athletes. I've adjusted some famous people before, mm. not necessarily because of TikTok, but I mean, I've adjusted Miranda Kerr before. Oh, really? So she's probably the most famous Aussie I've ever adjusted. Yeah. Uh, probably She's probably the most famous person I've ever adjusted. Wow. But I mean, it doesn't, for me, it like, I don't really care who you are. Yeah. I mean, the other the other week I had um, one of my patients called me up and said, oh, um, one of my clients or someone that's working in this show, he's got a bad neck. Can he come in? Um, and I was like, of course, I can probably say his name because I did post his video. And he's the lead in Dolly Parton's 9 to 5, the musical, oh. Eddie Perfect. That's coming and out soon, isn't it? Uh, it's already there. It's out. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's, it's, it's at Capitol Theater. It's amazing. I went and see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was really good. And he's... He's really good at it. And it was, when he came into my clinic, though, he was just another person with a bad neck that I needed to help. Mm. And that, that was my focus. I didn't really care about anything else. Um, Josh Lawson, I've adjusted before. So, yeah, I mean, there's, sure, there are people, famous people that have seen me. Um, I've had some some fun conversations with yeah. people like through maybe even Instagram. Like there'll be a few people that I chat to back and forth that I was like, Ooh, this is really cool. Yeah, but yeah. Um, <laughs> they're, we're just people. That's it. We're just, we're just, we're just people. And I'm not, even though I would be considered to be what TikTok famous or sure. wh- whatever term you want to use an influencer. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm still, I'm still just me. I'm still just Dr. Cody. I'm a chiropractor at combined clinics in Darlinghurst. I'm just, I'm just me. Mm, that's it. And that's the best way to do it. Yeah. I mean, you see, because I think chiropractic content has obviously become a lot more popular since you've gotten on it. And I th- yep. you see a lot of chiropractors who just have like really hot girls and hot guys in, and you're just like, you know, because it was interesting you said at the beginning, I didn't want them to take a shirt off. Because you always wonder. It's like, do they ask? Yeah, like, oh. Do the doctors ask to take a shirt? It's like, <laughs> do they have to? Like, is that professional? No, like, they don't. Yeah, yeah. And why he insisted it is beyond me. But, well, it works. <laughs> but it's part of his brand though as well. So yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And there, you're right, though. There are a lot of chiropractors out there that have followed my footpath. Um, however, in saying that, every single time that I show an adjustment on there, it is one that I have figured out that they need for clinical relevance. And you're just happy to be filming it. And I just happen to be yes. filming it. I'm not doing it for the gram. Yeah. You know, I'm not doing it for more likes or followers or whatever. That's not the point of it. Mm. I do tend to find that some people are blurring that line and that's dangerous. Uh, that's very dangerous. That's a great that's a great word. Mm. Um, it is dangerous to do that because ultimately we're still the chiropractor and they're still our patient, which we're trying to help mm. and figure out what's taking place with them and how we can make their lives better. Mm. And it's not just because I think that this particular adjustment is going to look really good or crack really loud or freak people out online. So therefore they'll like it and share it and whatever else. Like, I don't, I don't really care. Mm. Um, I, I'm just trying to showcase what good quality chiropractic care looks like. Well, it's kind of same with my podcast, actually, with my TikTok clips. I just have a conversation. I try to have the best quality conversation I can have. Yeah. And then I strip the TikTok clips from that. Yeah. I could sit here with a bunch of questions that I know are going to make good clips that are controversial <laughs> or something yeah. and ask you those and then just plan that out. Yep. And I actually do that with another podcast. We tell each other crazy stories. It's a fun podcast yeah, okay. my roommate and I do. And yep. each story is a TikTok clip. So it's yeah, super okay. easy. But with this one, I like to keep it very professional and I try to avoid yep. trying to you know, specifically get TikTok clips. I just try yeah. to have a good conversation. And if it's a good conversation, naturally the clips come anyway. Yeah. It's the same with you. Like you just sure. ha- you're just doing your chiropractor and if you're doing a good job and you film it, you're going to get natural good cracks and good reactions yeah. anyway. As long as it's good quality care is what you're offering. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I guess there's a, cause you see like the thumbnails on YouTube and it's like a massive like guy bending, bending over like a girl with her ass on the thumbnail and you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you have very strong opinions on that. And I do. Um, As a professor, like, but I will, you know, I'll never call another practitioner out on that. Like, I will never, they know what they're doing and they know why they're doing it. They're smart people. But I'm not, I will never badmouth another professional or a profession. But that's just, you just don't do those things. Mm. And there needs to be a level of respect. Like I said earlier, there's a time and a place for everything. And as long as your heart and and mind are in the right place and your goal is to help them in the best way that you possibly can, that's all that matters. Mm. That's all that matters. No, I love it. I love the mindset. And how's your journey been on, again, you're an adult, you're a professional, you're a lot more in control than like a 16 year old who blows up, but how's it been with like, have you had hate comments? Have you had any negative reactions? What's that been like? So I don't read the comments on TikTok. Really? I don't respond. I just, I don't go there. I have before, Mm. like just kind of, oh, let me just read through a few of the comments or whatever. And listen, there's always going to be people out there that are assholes. Mm. And it's unfortunate that they feel like they have the right to do that. And I'm not a big fan of freedom of speech. I'm, I'm okay for freedom of speech. Let me reward this. No, I know what you mean. I'm okay for freedom of speech, but if your opinions are damaging mm. or hurtful or come from a negative place, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is not that person's 
right to do that. Mm. And listen, I'm, I've been around the block long enough. I've got a pretty thick skin on me. And when I was reading them, even still, I was like, wow, like how could that person say that? And then I felt like I felt hurt. Yeah, it hurts for sure. But then I was just like, they don't know me. They don't know what was going on prior to this. They have, they have, they have no fucking idea. Mm. And so for me, I just chose then you know, just, just don't read them. Switch just ignore them. And, you know, that's, that's the thing. Um, and there will always be people out there like that. Um, but it's, it's just better just to not, don't even let it in. Mm. Like put up that barricade to just be like, I don't, I don't need that negativity. I don't want it. I don't want it in my life. And you can make that choice. You can make that decision. So, I mean, like I said, I'm a little bit more active on Instagram with comments because I can probably keep up with them a little bit better. Mm. Um, but for the most part, if I do feel like like if someone is coming from a really negative place, I'm the owner of all the content that's on my page, yeah. including the comments. Mm. I will delete your ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, actually, it's actually something because when I first started it, I had, you know, I, was, I still have good intentions, but I like, I'm doing an educational podcast for young people. No one's going to hate on that and stuff. I was very wrong. Um, yeah. But I was like, I don't want to delete comments because I don't want to be unauthentic. But then I realized a lot of people in the comments are sheepish, as in, as yeah. soon as they want, they'll see a video and they'll, they won't be able to make up their own opinion. So they'll open up the comments and they'll say, this guy sucks. And they'll be like, yeah, this guy does suck. Yeah. And so I'm like, if you can actually. If you've got a video that's going viral, you can actually delete a few of the negative comments and have positive yeah. ones pushed up and everyone else is yeah. positive. Yeah. Which is actually, that's a whole study within itself, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I just, like I said, on TikTok, I don't, I just don't read anything. There's also people out there that are like, oh, you're not a real doctor. And I was like, well, I'm pretty sure the piece of paper on my wall says otherwise. Yes, yes. My education, I can prove that otherwise. They're just dumb. They're ill-informed. They have no idea what they're talking about, mm. and therefore it should not impact you whatsoever. Absolutely. Yeah. Great advice. Great advice. And I think, obviously, people listening might not have an audience or have this sort of stuff, but if you do start putting out content, it's kind of something you just have to accept. It's like, unfortunately, that's yeah, the nature is, of the beast. It is, unfortunately. It is really sad. I know people are doing amazing stuff. Um, and like, even for me, it's like, man, you've got to be in a good mental space to put out this content. Like I just get hate on anything. It'll be the most, we'll probably get hate on stuff that we've said here. I don't think we've said anything that controversial (laughs) or bad, but they'll they'll say something, disagree or whatever it is. And I think as sad as it is, it is something you just have to accept. If you're going to go into this creator world economy sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not everyone, like if, if I was making movies, not everyone is going to like my movie. Yeah. Okay, so be it. Some people don't like action movies. Some people don't like horror movies, which I don't. I'm mm. I get I get afraid. <laughs> Some people don't. You know, like, there's so many different categories. Yes. I'm just like, you know, I don't have to be everyone's cup of tea, mm. um, and that's okay. And I think it's perfectly fine. It's a good mindset to adopt. They say it's like, actually, if you are everyone's cup of tea, then you're probably not being authentically you. Mm. You're probably putting on a a, a pleasing mask because yeah, it's for everyone to, yeah which is actually unhealthy because yep. fact is you're never going to have everyone like you and that's fine yeah. once you accept that and you just go well look who does like me they yeah. like me for me not for someone else i'm trying to be that's right and as long as you're authentic to yourself as long as you love yourself and are authentic to that then it's fine just just mm. you be you it's like they say um like dating yourself sort of thing mm. it's like a healthy relationship isn't two people who are sad and when they're together they're healthy that's actually toxic. You want yeah. two people who are happy and in a good relationship themselves. And when they're yeah. together, it's just enhanced. For sure. 
And that's another good thing young people should be really looking at because yeah. I think there's a lot of this one. Yeah. Of unhappy people who are only happy together, which causes yep. so much friction yep. in relationships. Yep. Um, but I did want to talk to you. I don't know if this is, I've spoken about this before, but just what was it like you coming from America to Australia? I talk, you know, I love Australia. And look, we've had a rough few years for sure. Yep. But I think we're still incredibly blessed to be in this country. For sure. What, well, you've come from another Western country, America. Like, what, what was that like? What are the differences? What have you noticed? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I mean, it was a long, it was a long time ago for me, 13 years. Mm. <clears throat> um, it's certainly different when I go back now. Uh, and it's been a little while since I've been back, so it's hard to kind of say, oh, this is the difference, this is the change. <clears throat> um, you know, certainly I miss my family. Mm. Yeah, that's that's the, the the one thing I really do miss about the U.S. Um, there's certain aspects of it, but it just doesn't... Uh, I hope my mom doesn't listen to this, but this, the U.S. just doesn't feel like home anymore. It yeah. doesn't feel like that's where I belong. And sure, I mean, yeah, we've had a couple rough couple of years dealing with COVID and lockdowns and all that stuff, but so has the rest of the world. Mm. And there was no right way to do it. Mm. And even if you did it the right way, you were massacred by a certain group of people. And, you know, ultimately, we're just getting on with life. And, and I think it's, I feel a lot safer in Australia than I do back in the U.S. Um, but, I mean, we're also not comparing apples to apples. You know, everywhere in the world is is different. Um, and I think too many times that we, we want to compare to what we're used to, what we know, and like, ooh, that's different. Oh, I don't really like that. Oh, but I like that. They're just different. It's just yeah. a different way of doing things, and you just have to just kind of embrace it all. Um, so, yeah, I mean, shopping and, and shoe selection would be another thing that I really miss about the U.S. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> shoes. Definitely shoes. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I mean, this is, this is where I belong. This feels at home to be here in Australia. Um, I'm a dual citizen. So, oh, wow, really? Yeah, so um, I think, oh, geez, 2014 is when I got citizenship. Not easy so, to achieve here. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, it wasn't bad. You just jump through the hoops. You just do it. Head right. down, tail up. You just, yeah. if that was what I wanted to, to achieve further down the pathway, well, then these are the steps I needed to take. Yeah. And that's what I did. Amazing. Well, yeah, glad you're here. It's uh, <laughs> glad to hear that you're enjoying it and it feels like home. I think yeah. that's the greatest compliment you could give a country. Yeah. If it feels like home. For sure. Um, but I guess before we wrap up, I'd like to ask every guest one final question. And this question often leads to a bit of a discussion, which I'm very, I would love to talk about. Yep. And it would just be, what would your number one piece of advice be to an 18 year old in today's world? Have more fun. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> work harder. Yeah. Work harder. Don't, don't give up. Work harder. Um, I think as an, I mean, I'm looking back and thinking that I'm the 18-year-old, right? So I'm giving advice to myself in essence. And when you're 18, when, you know, they talk about the world being your oyster, you can make mm. anything that you want. Yes, like having fun is important. Working hard is also important. I mean, that's not, but that's not who defines you. You need to find what makes you tick inside. What, what do you love doing? What's your passion? 
you know, some people talk about, oh, I can't wait till I retire. Or they just, you know, some people, they wake up each morning, they get ready for work, they go to work. Most people. And then they come back home, and then they just, like, it's very methodical what they do. For me, I mean, I love what I do, and I will continue to do what I do probably until the day that I die. Mm. Um, You know, will it look exactly the way it is now? No. I think that everyone needs to be open no matter what age you're at. Everyone needs to be open to change and adaptation and all those kind of wonderful things. Especially in today's world. Absolutely. But ultimately, follow your passion, and it doesn't matter what it is. But do always what feels right to you. And I think that that's where, you know, even when I was young, yeah, I probably did a few things that I regret, but, you know, whatever. I've learned from the lesson. It brought me to where, as long as it wasn't illegal and you get caught. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's the only difference, right? Just, just everything is an experience. Learn from it, take what you want, and then evolve and change and adapt and always be open to that process. Um, no one has the right answer for you, but you. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's finding that passion and living, living authentically true to yourself. And the key thing there, you said no one, it's true, not your parents, or your teachers. It's like as much as your parents know you and they've been in your whole life, really, they don't know what you want. You know that. And I, and I deal with all the, all the time, the parents who are putting, pushing their kids to do something. They're making their kids study this or do this or whatever because that's what they yeah. think they should be doing, regardless of what if, whether that's what the kids actually want to do. Yeah. And I think if that's you in that case, it's like you've got to re-listen to yourself. Is this what I want to do? Have mm-hmm. the tough conversations. Yeah. It's easy to just go straight into it and just do what you're told. For but sure. then you've got to deal with it later on in life. Yeah. As I'm sure you've seen people. Like I know heaps of people who are – even I see TikTok videos of like – I saw TikTok and it was, it was – oh, I, I got emotional. I was sad. He's like, I'm 37 – and here I am, like, bartending still. I don't know what I'm doing in my life. And all these comments are like, same with me, same with me. I don't know what I'm doing. And I was just like, yeah, oh, my of. gosh, that's really sad. It breaks my heart yeah. that that's how they feel. And so it's like uh, my hope is if we can get these messages to younger people, mm. they can prevent – not that that's a bad thing to be doing, yep. but they were saying, like, I want to be doing more. Yeah. And, I was, and it was – I feel like it sums up a lot. And even that, what you just said, that summed up a lot about what this podcast is about. Mm. Um, I guess the tricky thing is with that advice is people always say, oh, follow your passion, but how do you do it? Mm. That's, that's the hard part. <laughs> I mean, ultimately as well, if your parents are on your case about, ooh, get better grades, get better grades, do all this, study harder, do all that, it is important. Being, I was successful in school. Mm. It opened up a lot of opportunities for me. You know, I you know, was I going to ever go down the road of being a journalist? No, it wasn't my cup of tea. Mm. Just, I didn't really, but I worked hard at it. You know, I got good grades in English. You know, I got good grades in, in most, most subjects. Mm. Um, so it, it does present opportunities. And it's, it's these foundations at a young age are what then gives you the foundation to get opportunities. And you also can't just sit back and expect everything to just fall into place. Yeah. You, need, you need to do a lot of the hard yards to, to really get to that point of where those opportunities are there for you to pick and choose. And, and then say yes to them. 
sure. do you know how many people opportunities I give it to them on a silver platter and they just don't do it? Yeah, and I mean the worst case scenario, you try it, and you just don't like it. Oh, okay, you so try right. it, you fail, you move on. Yeah. Uh, that's happened to me numerous times. Oh, everyone, anyone yeah. who's ever achieved anything successful in life has yeah. failed, 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 failed. Yeah, well, you only see, like, you know, you're standing up here talking to me and then you see, oh, you look at my TikTok page and yes, there's 2.9 million followers. There's 30 some probably million, billion, whatever it is, likes and views mm-hmm. and uh, whatever. Like, that looks like success from the outside. Yeah. But what you don't see is all the other stuff outside of that and all those failures that have gotten me to this point those lessons that i've learned along the way that made me better like the first video that i posted sure some of it's luck Mm, for sure but it was also i was already doing it and i was doing it well and that's like i was that foundation that those videos are were already there for me that i had already created and spent a lot of time not perfecting but evolving and you put it out there. Yeah, and I put it out there. It just so happened that, boom, it just went like wildfire, right? So, I mean, I didn't expect that. No one expected that. It just it just happened. It's like um, Justin Bieber. You know how Justin Bieber got famous? He posted a video on YouTube. Yeah. Someone found it on YouTube, and it's like, wow, that's so lucky. It's like, you're right. It is very lucky. But also, he posted it. Yeah. Most people weren't posting. This is at a time when yeah. no one was posting on YouTube. But he also didn't. That wasn't the first day he was ever singing that of song. Of course, of course. So that's the other thing too is yeah. he'd probably been practicing that in front of the mirror, in the shower, in the car, mm. whatever, thousands of times prior mm. to that. The point is, there is luck out there, but you need to put yourself in a position where you can receive it. Yeah, you put you, you, you create it. luck. Yes, like luck. It, it, it's luck involved, but like also, how come? Oh, was it Warren Buffett? Someone said, "How come all the six? I don't know something like." It was a great quote. I forgot it. And I, I'm going to sound stupid if I don't say it word for <laughs> word. Maybe I'll like insert it in here. Yeah. But it was a great quote around like, oh, Tiger, Tiger Woods. And they were, so he got a lucky shot. It's funny. The harder I try, the luckier I get. That was it. Yeah. yeah it's like the more I practice, the luckier I the seem luckier to get. I seem mocking to get. That's them right. for saying he got lucky. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like for me, yes, there was, but it was more for me, good timing. I already had the content there. It worked. It was genuine. It kind of fit all of those criteria yes and it just so happened that tiktok happened to be the perfect platform for it it was good timing it was it was succinct and then it just went okay there you go yeah and it just worked everything the stars aligned everything fell into place but and then people complain they go oh you got lucky and it's like yeah i did get lucky but again as we're saying at least you posted it most no other chiropractors are posting at the time yeah you're putting yourself out there Yep. You know, most people don't do that. So it's like put yourself in a position to receive the luck. Yep. Put yourself out there. Start putting out the message. What do you want? Do you want to be a chiropractor? Start telling everyone. Yeah. When you go to a barbecue, oh, I want to be a chiropractor. Oh, my mate's got a chiropractor business. I'm sure you could go work for him for a week or go yeah. shadow Just him. Just go observe, yeah. Go shadow yeah. him. How, that's invaluable because then you could go and you could shadow him and either go, oh, my God, this isn't what I want to do. Great. Or you go, this is what I want to do. And you go, great. Yep. Either way is a win because yep. now you can move on that's or you can did. double down on it. I did the exact same thing that you're saying. There you go. Because I was already putting in there. Actually, it was interesting. I I knew I had, I knew I had been accepted into chiropractic school, so I knew that I was headed to grad school. Mm. But at that stage, I hadn't started yet, and already in my mind, I had someone, uh, a very close friend, who had studied abroad in Australia, and really spoke highly of it. And I was like, oh. How nice would that be just to go check it out? Yeah. So before I even started chiropractic school, it wasn't much before. It was like a couple of weeks before. I 
went on Google and I looked chiropractors in Australia and I emailed about 10 people just randomly, just out of the blue and be like, Hey, I'm, I'm Cody. Um, I'm about to start chiropractic school. Uh, I'd really love to, you know, potentially come out to Australia just to check it out someday. Um, and we, I actually kept in touch with a few of those chiropractors for the entire duration of my four years of grad school. Mm. And then I came here and look at look at how crazy that just fell into place. Look how yeah, yeah. lucky I yeah, was. Yeah. He got a job as soon as he got here. Yeah, freaking four years <laughs> it took me. I yeah. planted that seed four years. I nurtured that seed, and now it's a big, big yeah. beautiful Australian gum tree. Yeah. Um, but that's really what it took. I mean, it's a great example, isn't it? Because yeah. from the outside, it's like he lands in Australia, he gets a job straight away. Oh, of course he does. You know, excuse, excuse, whatever. But you go, well, actually... I flew yeah. to Australia four years before, built the relationships, yeah. maintained the relationships for four years. So yes. when I did come, we'd already yeah. built the relationship. I'm now qualified to practice. Bang, of course they take you. Yeah. Perfect example. Yeah. Anyway, Cody, this has been a phen- um, phenomenal episode. I loved your advice on finding your passion and everything. And um, yeah, I think I've learned a lot. Hopefully people enjoyed this. For anyone who wants to find out more, get in contact with you, follow you online, check out your place, where's the best place to go? I mean, certainly follow me on TikTok and yep. Instagram. So that's Dr. Cody underscore DC. Um, if you are in Sydney and want to crack, then come to crack. Combined Clinics Australia. <laughs> um, but yeah, look forward to um, everyone out there following your passions. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Cheers.